Okay, hello everyone. Before this uh, episode, just a spoiler disclaimer. If you've not watched um, uh, the rebuild of Evangelion movies and probably even the original series and end, end of Evangelion, I highly recommend you do not listen to this episode. Um, Here this... Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, uh, we're not going to hold back in the spoilers. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, this is episode 28 of the Juju Show. Um, I'm here and uh, Skitter is as well. Um, and so is uh, Cam, uh, who's our number one ever fan. So Yeah, you know it. <laughs> How's it going? We had to bring Cam for this one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it would have, it would have felt wrong if I did this episode without bringing Cam on for this episode exactly. for, for talking about. Yeah, uh, well, exactly. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just like we had you on for the Ryukishi episode. Yes, and and uh, as a follow up, I have only gotten more mad and more <laughs> disappointed uh, since yeah, that episode. Um, dude, what the fuck is going on? They're just like. They're just wasting our time. From what I've heard, I've just given up. Like, when I hear Endless 8 comparisons, it's like, oh, this is over. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's not even it's not even that, because they, like, reused actual footage as well. It's not even, like, Endless 8, where they, like, reanimated the whole thing. <laughs> they just decided, like, hey, you just watched 13 episodes of this show. Why don't you watch the same 13 episodes, but with, like, a little bit of commentary at the start and finish? No, that's literally it. That's literally it. Yeah. I'm like yeah. losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> it's fuck? such a goddamn waste of time. It's crazy. Oh, it. Jesus Christ. I'm not counting it as canon, by the way. I'm really not counting it as canon. Yeah. I mean, and there's two episodes left of what's scheduled. So, like, either it's just going to be this, like, hilariously ridiculous rushed conclusion or there's, like, another season. Yeah. N- and neither answer is good. Like literally, can you can you just mercy kill it? Like yeah, exactly. Like at this point, just finish it so he can get back to finishing Sekonia, and we can move on. Oh boy. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're um, I I, okay. So enough about that disastrous anime uh, so (laughs) far. Uh, Into something that's actually probably uh, one of the best, incredible. Incredible. Best um, kind of releases in an, any animated medium. Uh, yeah. For this decade, at the very least, even though it's like 2021. But I feel like that's very easily like one of the things you can say about Yeah. Well, uh, what's going to come out in the next nine years that's going to yeah, be better exactly. than this? Exactly. Like, a fucking amazing way to finish, like, just like a multi you know i guess like multimedia series because we're counting tv and movies what a fucking amazing way to finish it yeah i've never seen like i don't know such a satisfying end like it may not even like like it doesn't even have to be the objectively like best ending but it's so fucking satisfying yeah please and it's so hard to like get to a point where you see something you finish it and you're like that was the greatest one of the greatest things i've ever seen and i absolutely do not care if i ever see these characters again because it was so good that exactly. like, you don't, it doesn't, it literally never needs to be touched again. Exactly. Like it's a proper fucking ending. It's not like where you finish here. Like that was great. Like, I hope there's more like, no, like I honestly, I hope there isn't more just cause that was 
such yeah. a great way to wrap it up. Yes. So that's actually kind of interesting for me, at least interesting, because uh, uh, I think a while, was it like right after or it was somewhere before the actual release globally, but I think it was after the movie release in Japan, uh, the theatrical release in Japan, where Ano straight up said uh, he he's open to having Eva be um, turned into a franchise like uh, how Gundam is and have new creators uh, do their own spin on uh, Eva. But it's like... Sure, but not... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know how... I mean, not involving, like, any of this. Like, you could probably make a spinoff with, like, similar... Like, you could make a conceptual sequel, if that makes sense. You could make a conceptual sequel. But, like, I think Eva Eva is pretty much done. Yeah. I hope hope they stay away. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. What I think is great about kind of the way this ended, though, is that, like... With a lot of series, um, kind of even going back to like Higurashi, like when a sequel yeah. or like when new material comes out, like it's very hard for people to kind of like separate it and say like, oh, the first one was good, but like it doesn't matter that the second sucked. Like people yeah. like that's why people are still so mad about the Star Wars prequels because they feel yeah. like it kind of like ruined the originals in a certain way. But I what, what I really liked about the way this ended is that like the ending was so definitive and yeah. so like it had such like a finality to it that like if they made like a shitty if they made like the equivalent of Gundam Seed but for Evangelion like it would not retroactively have any effect on exactly this, these movies or on the original series because there's such a clear demarcation of like the end exactly like it's crazy because like in my mind it's done like like the series end of evangelion and the rebuilds like they're done yeah that really happens for me in a piece of media where you just like finish something you're like wow this is really it like this is the end yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i I don't know i don't know like i i'm glad that anno's been able to move on and make his now um his dream of making uh more movies that are based off of um franchises japanese franchises that are uh older um, yeah the the shit that he loved as a kid like yeah the the fact that like his first um did you ever did you ever watch or read that um uh blue blazes the the manga or tv drama that's kind of like it's it's like a it's like a lightly fictionalized version of like the the formation of Gynax and like Ooh. the uh like all those original uh, creators kind of going through their college years at like uh their kind of uh art school when they were in college uh th- they depict like the first film project that they all had to do and like the first movie that Anno made was like an Ultraman thing and That's so crazy. it's it's like so good that now he's got the monkey off his back he finished his white whale and he exactly. can just go have fun and make Ultraman, which is all he's ever really wanted to do. And it's and honestly, I love that for him. You know, he gets to now he gets to make like you know the fucking Godzillas, the Ultramans. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it's like Eva is inseparable from him, like he is Eva. But at the same time, it's like it must feel like a shackle that's weighed him down, and that he's finally to he's happy to finally get rid of it. Oh, yeah. Like, hearing about everything that he went through trying to get 
3.0 especially off uh, over the finish line and how all the rewrites and how much that killed him like oh boy i'm so happy he has to do something where like the i'm not gonna say it doesn't matter but like the writing doesn't really matter like he doesn't need to stress over it he doesn't need to pour his soul into it yeah i mean it's like a different kind of thing right because like i'd say the writing in shin godzilla was really good like it's oh no it definitely was a great movie but it definitely doesn't have to have it i think it doesn't have to be kind of so personal it doesn't have to he's not he's not writing about himself um which i think just must be like so different yeah i guess yeah that's a good way to put it it's like it's like work is work, but it's not labor. Yeah. For him. Yeah. D- guys, don't forget about Shin Kamen Rider. Oh, yeah. I, I know yeah. we've talked yeah, about yeah, Shin Ultraman, about but there's also Shin Kamen Rider that's going to come out later. God, um, that's crazy. I have honestly never gotten into Toku. So, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm happy for everybody who loves it, but I, I just like it's not ever been my thing. But. I'm fairly sure that I will watch anything that Ano makes for the rest of his life. So I guess that will be my first introduction to Ultraman and Kamen Rider. I was, I think they actually started airing Kamen Rider on the American programming block. I think uh, it was one of, I think either the four kids or like the CW, like one of that ones. They started airing it towards the end. Oh, really? So I did. I did get exposure. Yeah, yeah, no, I was like, because in the beginning, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, that's funny. I thought it was, it was like Power Rangers, which it was, but yeah. it was fun. My, yeah. my dad uh, lived for a couple years and he was a kid in Hawaii. And so yeah. there's like a lot of Japanese American uh, folks in Hawaii. And so they had like some Japanese TV. And so he watched like 1970s Kikaider um, on oh. like, de- like local TV that's crazy um, to think about. Yeah, in like in the like the early 1970s. Yeah. Uh, which is just like something I had I knew nothing about. The only thing the only <laughs> thing about Japanese culture my dad knows more about than me. <laughs> Meanwhile, my dad is like a proper weeb. Like that's the only reason he did his postgrad in Japan. Oh, that's so funny. Like, yeah. It was it was like it was great. All right. So I mean, okay, so I, I think now we're going to, um, I want to kind of get into more of kind of like the uh, Thrice Upon a Time itself. Um, yeah. So one of the, like, honestly, like, the beginning, like, was it like 45 minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, to me, like, until the ending, Well, uh, well, of course the ending is, you know, amazing uh but like to me that whole 45 minutes it was like that was like that that felt really special and i I don't know about i don't know about like i think like the ending is sort of kind of overshadowed uh the brilliance of the first 45 minutes but i i really it's something that like i really appreciate and i really felt like it, it did come from somewhere for ano um, absolutely like i i definitely agree i think the first third of, or the first third of the movie i think is genuinely one of the greatest things i've ever seen 
Like, no, I agree. I agree. Basically, from the uh, from yeah, from the 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 credits. So after that first action sequence, up until up until uh, somebody goes pop, um, is in my opinion, like one of the greatest things that's that one of the greatest animated films that's ever been made. I think the middle section, I have some problems with. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of some of the uh, kind of the, the, the amount of additional jargon and all that that got thrown in. Um, I can yeah. get into that later, kind of what I think he was going for. But uh, and then I think obviously like the land, the ending, the way that they stuck the landing, I think was just incredible. But yeah, like the just the amount that gets said in that first 45 minutes with so little kind of with so little dialogue and exposition, the way you can see like Ray Q, who was really just one of the parts of the previous movie that people kind of had a big problem with. Um, the way she gets to really be her own character and they, they do so much with that, uh, kind of the way they distill the whole like depression quest, uh, and really kind of put a big exclamation part on that point on that at the end. God, I don't know. Like I, I could just, I, the whole time I was watching that, I was just blown away constantly by every scene. To me, it's like it's not just like the emotional impact, but it's like the the animation as well. Like it conveys yeah. something really special um, about like just the importance of you know living life. I don't know. I don't know how better to put it. Um, yeah, it really yeah. made me feel a type of way. Yeah, yeah. The way like they did such a great job of kind of depicting kind of like the 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 life itself right like the like kind of liveliness of people trying to survive amidst all this like horror and this like terror and the way kind of the landscape was ruined but not and kind of the 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 contrast between the greens and the water and like the way the people were drawn with so much more warmth than they were kind of when they're on the ships and when they're in the, the Avas and everything like, Oh, I don't know. It's just, it, it just felt so alive and so warm. Yeah. And like, honestly, it really like people say that the ending was kind of like, I guess emblematic of Anno's kind of like shift in his decade long battle with this and sure it is but i think it becomes visible as early on as something like this you know i think just that entire opening scene kind of like gave me an idea that it would be that sort of more i guess hopeful vibe because just seeing what he did with it kind yeah and it's such it's such a direct answer to the way the first movie the immediately previous movie was received and the way kind of people felt about it in that, like, uh, hang on just a sec. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'll just jump in real quick. Yeah. I mean, yep. um, so I, I don't know what I, I, I'm not entirely sure what the point cam is trying to make, but like, I just wanted to like kind of bring up, I guess, kind of the contrast I felt personally with, uh, this, the first 45 minutes, and um, not actually rebuild itself, but actually end of Evangelion. Um, 
and kind of I guess End of Evangelion is a little different, but um, End of Evangelion, like the way that End of Evangelion starts out, is just very hard hitting. It just it just yeah. hits you really really hard. Yeah, right. Everything's gone to complete shit. Like nothing's yeah. gone. Nothing's going well. Yeah. Um, and it's just like it, it's, it's it's just like a trauma fest, and then it leads yeah. up to uh like the whole shit gets worse and everything it gets worse basically like yeah. it's like it starts off as a trunk a trauma congo line and it just keeps going yeah. they never get tired they just keep yeah. marching and then and then and then you come you pop into um uh thrice upon a time and it's the exact opposite yeah exactly. and yeah, it, it really does kind of what I was starting to say. It, it kind of serves as almost an answer to both um, kind of the, the coldness of uh, Q and the way people kind of like you get in and you think like, oh, my God, like Shinji destroyed the world. There's nobody left. There's nothing. It's all just this. And like even when like Kaoru takes him out and shows him the world as, as it exists and how it's like uh, it's it's all gone. There's nothing left. You did this. It's all your fault. And then the same kind of vibe that persists through End of Evangelion as a in like an entire film. And then you get into this and yeah, it just comes out and says like, no, even amidst all of this like pain and suffering and all these bad things that happened, like there's still all these like small moments of warmth and like these people that are like still living their lives. People are being born. Uh, exactly. Like everything continues to kind of go on. And the way that Shinji is able to be surrounded by that to as a way to kind of process his what happened to him, I think, yeah, it's just it's it's just masterful. Yeah, because I think I think it's more what you say. It's like you know, whereas the uh, end of Evangelion focused on kind of I guess like the fighters and like you know the people we've been following and how everything goes for goes to shit. I guess in this case, just like seeing the people, they left our kids behind this time, I guess, time-wise. And like, they're not like fighting to survive. They're literally thriving. And it it just goes on. And, you know, it's like, usually you're waiting for something bad to happen, but it really doesn't. It just it kind of struck me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just... Yeah, I don't know. I have there. I I love so many of the different ways that this film stands, kind of in contrast with End of Evangelion. Uh, right down to kind of my favorite moment in the whole uh, in the whole film, which kicks off the third act of the movie, uh, which we I guess we can get to later. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely touch on those that yeah moment, and well, I guess like a lot of the other parts of the ending. Um, yeah, but, uh, just um really quickly like i'm just gonna I'm, if there's one part of end of evangelion that i think everyone should watch though it's like the beginning section right i don't yeah. i think even without context it stands on its own as like brilliant on its own yeah like i really yeah. don't think i i really don't think there's like you you need like you can take a lot just from that beginning just and it, even if like the ending won't hit, I think the beginning 
the the first section is just so good that you know it's just i think everyone should watch that it's one of my like in terms of execution and animation and um just i don't know atmosphere it's it's one of my favorite um pieces of animation at least that section like as cam said like it's brilliant all right so quickly we're gonna go down to i guess the second third yeah um I, w- I will say uh, before we move on, the one thing I, the one criticism I have, he should have given her a name. He, sh- that she should have gotten a name. I, 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 I actually got like my, I got like hella blue balls from the fact that like they didn't give her a name because what I loved about that section was the way that they were establishing uh ray q as like a character that didn't have to be based on kind of all of the expectations and the rails that were laid down um and like i don't know i think there's an argument to say like no the writing kind of demands that she doesn't have a name uh that she doesn't have a new name that like she keeps the name that we expect but like i don't know i i i wanted to see that separation but and especially if they were gonna blow her up right afterwards yeah it was uh I don't That's the thinking I, part, yeah. It's I I think it's tough because I think there's like thematic reasons why you would want to keep her name as Ray, but I also think there's definitely in terms of like the overall structure of the beginning, it feels better to have her as a different name, even though maybe in terms of the overall theme, you could argue that have keeping her original in quotation marks, I guess, name um would be it meant something i don't know i don't know how that would mean but uh yeah so quickly i i guess we'll transition over to like the the middle third uh which is really just a bunch of action and a bunch of stuff happening i I don't really know how else better to describe it (laughs) yeah there there's definitely some stuff that i like in this section i i like the way they handle um misato and her kid and kind of the way they they fill in some of the blanks from the previous movie, but like, boy, we did not need six different spears that all have new names and all these like new ships and all this new terminology. And like, I have a theory about what they were going for, um, but I don't particularly think that it worked. Um, which was, I think that they were trying to make like a meta commentary on Evangelion as a franchise by like having all of the like headless avas like the like the ava infinity or however it's it's like even awkward to say um and i think they were kind of like making some kind of joke about how like oh there's all these like infinite spinoffs and infinite like additional uh shows and manga and games and movies and it's like all going on forever and it's like all this thing uh and i think that was like ano poking fun at that but I don't know. I, I I don't think we needed like all these additional new concepts beyond like all the like the work that was already done in Q to set up the set up the world. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, for me, um, I I don't I really don't like the middle section. In in terms of if I just turn my brain off and just appreciate the action, it's brilliant. Like the action in terms of animation is brilliant. I'm not gonna deny yeah, that. Like technically, it's very well done. But but I have a huge problem with the fact that they just kind of just 
like there really doesn't seem to be any sort of consistency a lot of things come out of nowhere it just it's just like a lot of things just kind of end up just sort of happening and you're kind of sitting there like not really processing things um so one of the another theory that i've kind of heard um which i don't really think i don't really know if this like actually really applies but like it's it, it, I, I am going to mention this is that um it's also like inter it's also happens to be this meta commentary on how uh fans take the lore a bit too seriously and i think eva fans are a bit infamous for this yeah where like, <laughs> yeah. they take the symbolism and like the lore and kind of like the theories uh they take it a little bit serious too seriously and it was kind of just poking fun at the fact that hey this isn't really that important in the end um yeah. but to me i don't really like that interpretation um, I know that some fans seem to have this interpretation that like oh all this sort of mythologizing like doesn't really matter. And I'm not I'm not super like versed in the Eva lore, like as much as like say the Eva Geeks uh places, um mm-hmm. their their wiki is they're they have a lot of like theories and that kind of stuff. But I feel like yeah. you know, when like I know that Anno has said that he put the a lot of the stuff in like just because it was cool and like that's really it. But yeah, like I, the Christian imagery, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I, I feel like, you know, you still have to take like I don't like the fact that like fans can take away from like what they can and like one of the things that is really fun, um, is theorizing and sort of making sort of theories and coming up with your own explanations. And I think that's something that I think most creators would appreciate. Maybe other fans took it a little too far at times, right? Because of like, there's a lot of unanswered questions, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, like lost, I feel is a similar situation, even though like lost handled it. I, a lot differently um (laughs) because uh but like where like lost has like all this lore and all this like stuff going on but that's me mainly because you know they kind of they had the conceits and then they just kind of went a little bit too hard on the like the mythology of it and they were like oh crap what do we do about the mythology so they tried to wrap it all up neatly um and i don't know how well they did it uh but it it take it like for for me like lost for example was always like the strongest point of lost was always like the character uh, vignettes and like yeah. the individual character arcs like the fourth episode of lost the uh, walkabout is uh one of my favorite live action television episodes ever um and that's like like i mean there's other episodes that i i have i'm more fond of but like that's like one of the episodes that really hits you because it's like yeah about yeah. the character of John Locke. Yeah, right? yeah. And like I don't know, but like at the end of the day like that that was sort of kind of a tangent, but lore and mythologizing and like um theorizing about that is like it it I don't think that's a bad thing. So yeah. when I don't think that Anno would go out of his way to like shit on that because it is at the end sort of engagement with the franchise yeah but who knows like yeah. well he also just doesn't seem like the type of guy that would do that to his fans 
like maybe I don't know him the best, but like you know from what I know of him, it doesn't seem like him to do so. I will yeah. say I think. Sorry, go ahead. no, no, no. Go ahead. I was just saying about the middle part. Uh, since you guys gave your takes on it, I don't dislike it. I guess as much as Juju does, for example. But my thing with it is, it feels like really like tone shock because the first third of the movie and the last third are basically like supremely emotional if you take out like you know the beginning fight scene i think they're more or less just like a pure like you know like emotional drama type of film but and then like the the middle one just comes in it feels like a bit of a battle shown and even though obviously there's more at play but on the surface feels very kind of battle shonen ish. Yeah, and I just I don't think the uh I when you when you look at some of the action from like again going back to Evan- end of Evangelion, like the yeah. the middle section contain of end of Evangelion, I guess like kind of the end of the first half of the movie contains like the 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 mass production Ava's fight versus versus Asuka, which is like not only one of the greatest animated film like mecha fights put to film but also like has such like a character point to it and the way it's like so expressive and everything and then it ends in like such a like a viscerally horrifying way and i just i don't think that they nail that at all and i think this is a really common critique of rebuild in general is that a lot of the action doesn't have that same emotional hook to it uh as um the the action in the original series and I really feel that with the um, kind of the section where they're in the ship and they're being chased by the other ships uh, and like all of the kind of CGI headless Avas and all that stuff. I don't I I did not particularly feel like that section uh, really accomplished too much. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was glad when they were done with it, I guess is kind of how I, I feel about that. So I guess one more thing. You brought up Asuka. I thought Asuka was done dirty in the, the middle <laughs> section. <laughs> that was... I, I, I was disappointed. Um, as sort of someone who's favored Asuka, I guess, among the Ava uh, heroines or whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't like what they did with Asuka and the execution of that. Um like it was really weird um but yeah so i guess i don't know i don't know how much i'm i'm willing to talk about this but i don't know like there there was a big thing about how asuka in the original series and asuka in the um uh kind of the rebuilds are different characters and they're like straight up asuka in the original series doesn't appear and doesn't really get the same closure even though spiritually she kind of does. You can argue in a way, um, but like, I mean, like, uh, like this is a the rebuild Asuka is a different Asuka. Yeah. And um, it's just, uh, so the, the revelation that she's also a clone is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah I, it doesn't hit well. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that like, I, I thought it was kind of neat because one thing that I've kind of the one lore thing that I allowed myself to kind of dive into a little bit was my like I've been saying since the first rebuild that the moms are not in the robots anymore and like 
they're just not there. It's not, it's completely different. And like the, the thing that made that most like that, like the revelation that Oscar is also a clone, like really made that kind of, uh, kind of click and made, made everything that I had been saying from the beginning, like, oh yeah, this is just how it is. Um, but like in terms of, um, in terms of like, I, I, I had kind of, to a certain extent, I never really expected Asuka to get what she was owed kind of in this movie um, because there's just too much to do. Um, I did like some of the, in spite of myself, I did enjoy kind of the, the the quiet ways in which they built up her rapport with Mari, kind of like when they're on the ship. Uh, and I thought that what, what they did with her and Kensuke was kind of, was kind of interesting and fun. Um, kind of trying to demonstrate the way that she had aged over 14 years and how she, her kind of separation from her humanity, I thought was oh, all right. But yeah, in terms of kind of giving the same degree of closure from the original series, um, if let I'll just put it this way. If they didn't have the beach scene at the very end, I would I would really agree with that. But I think that 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 beach bit was just so good that it almost made me forget about that because like they did so much in that, like what 45 seconds um, at the end, which really just speaks to how incredible the end of this movie is. It's honestly, yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, I, I, I definitely see what you're getting at for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I meant for me personally, it's like, I mean, like, cause like, again, like, like it's, it's like, I, I guess it's kind of, I'll kind of get get to this in the ending because uh, it's kind of tricky to bring it up here without bringing up the ending, and I, it doesn't feel like in order correct to do that uh, yet. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, there is a there is this weird separation between uh, Shikinami and uh, Soryu Asuka that, um, eh. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But on the other hand, Misato got great closure. Oh um, God, phenomenal yeah. closure. Um, it was yeah, her amazing. scene yeah. was amazing at the very end. It just, yeah. and like they nailed that so hard. I, I like it was just, it was just so perfect. Yeah, right. I, yeah. with every rewatch or like every time I come back to Evangelion, I always kind of have increasingly like felt myself like kind of drawn to her character arc more than I was the previous time, probably just as a result of getting older. And there was quotes from the very beginning when the series first came out um, in the 90s that like Misada was like intended as the secondary protagonist of the show. And that like I felt like got kind of lost over the years um, because like she was always she was never as popular as the other pilots and kind of the way uh, particularly the way End of Evangelion went, uh, how it gave kind of the focus to, uh, in the end of the series, to Shinji and Asuka. And um, like the way that they kind of not only um, showed how her character in Q was always good and well-written and that people had given her a bad rap for nothing um, and really just brought it all home uh with like thematic connections to the original series with kind of finally reconciling how it is that she could be a mother um to shinji like oh my god like 
I, I cannot, cannot gush enough about how well that her character was written in this movie. Yeah. And I, I, um, again, talking about Q, I think a lot of people were, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think Q, Q is really interesting in that regard. Cause what Q like basically did like so many one eighties in terms of characters and like it was pretty clear that this was not the characters that we were necessarily expecting, and they developed in like a different way than we were expecting because of the uh, time skip. Yeah. I guess that's sort yeah. of kind of a necessary consequence of it. And it, I think it was always going to be really hard to reconcile what happened in Q for like people without kind of context of what would happen in the next movie. I really like Q. I've always really liked Q. I th- I thought it was. Um, like the hard parts I thought were brilliant, but I mean, like I can understand why people had trouble recon reckon with the reconciliation aspect of it, because again, it's, it's, it, it, it hits hard. Like it hits really hard compared to like, I'd say even among all the other episodes of, I'd say probably Q hits probably the hardest um, just in terms of like the, emotional punch and it's just because like you're really off guard yeah and i, I don't know it, how to how better to put it well yeah and what it does more so than basically any other film and I, I i really think q is actually like even better in retrospect with the with final kind of alongside it because what q does is it puts you in the pers- in shinji's head even more than any other uh, entry in the series does uh, because you Shinji is the only one who didn't experience the 14 years and so you're just so disoriented and disjointed the entire time and it's so narrowly focused on his experience um, in this new world and then you what when you come into final the way it pulls it just completely pulls back and like leaves his head completely for a while and allows you to kind of see like, oh, that's what was go- that's what was going on. That's why everybody was acting this way. Um, I don't know. Like, it's coming it like the way he was able to 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 take every to take that film and really, I think, kind of create such a great companion piece to it. Like, I don't know. It's Ano is uh, a genius. I don't know. I don't know. It's like what really to say. Yeah. Um... So uh, speaking of Anno's genius, I, I feel like, I mean, like I've kind of trashed on the second, third, but like there is the the latter, I guess right before the transition into like the ending section, right? Uh, the fight between Gendo and Shinji and the um, Eva one and which was it? I forgot which Eva it was. There's uh, so 13, 13. 13, yeah, 13. Yeah. Um, that fight was brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. Like, for so many reasons, uh, like, just kind of like the, like, I thought, like, that was, like, one of the best fights, mecha fights that I've, like, seen. Even though, like, it's so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is just brilliant. And, like, um, like, it, like, it, it, like, it shows you, like, throughout, like, the different set pieces that it shows in, like, the Eva world and how yeah seemingly they're on a stage oh yeah this fighting and 
just even though nothing really happens like it's it's one of my favorite fights uh, yeah. that i've seen so i do have to i do have to step back because i didn't specifically talk about before we get to this part like my fav my specifically favorite moment of basically all of rebuild all four movies is what happens right before that which is that final conversation between misato and shinji where you get this like i that moment i think hit me harder and made me cry harder than any like any other moment that i could have expected because of the way it really just brought home the character arcs like to the like it 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 oh god um the way it wrote it rewrote the wrongs of end of evangelion with how when she tried to encourage him before she didn't know how to do it she didn't know how to be to reconcile her role as her, her as her mom, as his mom, and as as his commander, and as like a, a woman who's having who's struggling with her her own sexuality, and how like she just did it so wrong before, and then how like she finally like was able to figure it out and get it right, and how they were able to to really kind of rec- like how how the entire like kind of movement into the climax of the film hinges on her affirming her trust in him and not in kind of the selfish way that she did at the end of 2.0 but in like this this understanding and mature like way of really kind of recognizing that they both know exactly like they they both trust each other and that they both like um that she knows that like she doesn't know what's going to happen but she knows that she can trust him to be mature and handle it and like the way she sends him off uh, in like kind of a callback to the to the 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 repeated like I'm home welcome back like exchanges throughout the original series like oh my god like and then the yeah. hug like that 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 is my favorite moment in the movie and I, I I cannot stop thinking about how good that moment is it it truly feels more like whereas before she might have kind of been abdicating onto him now it like genuinely felt like a leap of faith were like you know she probably wasn't 100% sure he would manage to do it but like she believed in him regardless and it was like it was all for him basically like not all for him but you know like in the sense that it wasn't we need him to do this for xyz yeah yeah it was it was really nice yeah so uh with that i guess um (laughs) Now it's time to talk about the the final act, if you would split it into three acts. Um where do you even start? Like where how, I don't even know how to start with this. It just like I mean, okay, fine. I guess, I guess maybe we'll like try to like break it down a little. Um, but like I guess like you have that conversation, the heart to heart conversation that Shinji has with Gendo. Like the one thing that we've never had in this series is the yes, uh, exactly. conversation between Shinji and Gendo. Yeah, across twenty fucking years, not even not even twenty years, like thirty years at this point, across thirty years, and it's like it finally comes now, and what a way for it to come too! Like, what a fucking way for it to come! Just everything, the fact that he's not like, like you you obviously still feel the same way you did before but it's like now it makes more sense and and the point where he says i'm sorry i think that's when it hit for me oh like, yeah 
that is like above all that's when it hit for me because yeah it's just like such a drawn out catharsis like that's got to be the longest fucking catharsis in any piece of long running media basically ever yeah like and it's it's crazy because like when i was going into the like when I was waiting and waiting for the movie to come out, like I didn't, I, I made sure to not spoil myself on like what happens in the movie, but I did allow myself to read a couple of reviews that were explicitly like, we're not going to spoil what happens in the movie. Um, but the one thing they would say is like it, it, the movie like deals with like finally start like deals with the relationship between Shinji and his dad. And like, kind of when I read that, that made me realize like, Oh, Ano knows exactly what he's doing because yeah. that that really is kind of the one thing that has not been really dealt with in kind of a final way um throughout the series it's the kind of been the big kind of overart like like if you were going to end evangelion like you have to deal you would have to put an end to that and the like the fact that they came they were able to do that uh in such a way that felt so honest and like they actually like earned it. It's like, Oh, again, just, it couldn't have been any other way. I I can agree with that. Just, I mean, yeah. Like, and you know, I, I guess this kind of is like, I don't know if I should have brought this up now. I, I don't know if like this makes sense, but like, they're like considering that like right before like they, they're there's the fight which ends pretty much no, nowhere nothing happens it's basically a stalemate nothing ends up happening but at the end of the day it just um they stop fighting because like they recognize the futility and like then yeah, in yeah. the transition into that uh conversation the transition into that and i don't know yeah. personally like I've never been hit harder with the, any of like Eva's anything than I was with actually Gendo's um, Gendo's uh, I, I don't know his when he started talking about himself his life story yeah, yeah. Um, like even even with like um, even when I like originally watched like Eva like I never like and like rebuild like I never really like I understood like on a like on a certain level of like what the like the whole like there is actually a point to living life for like Shinji and like getting over that but I I've never I could never identify with Shinji. I've never been able to identify with Shinji. Mm -hmm. Um that's like the one thing like with Eva that like it, it's always kind of been a little strange for me that like you know you got a lot of people who could identify with Shinji and kind of you know see things through Shinji whereas like for me I had to put myself in Shinji's shoes to really see it and mm -hmm. like it was still brilliant but it, it never hit the same as it did with Gendo and mm -hmm. Gendo I, I guess for me personally Gendo is a lot more similar to who I am as a person mm -hmm. like characterization so that hit like way harder even though yeah. gendo's like I, like way older than i am um but like yeah. <laughs> um like that whole the person who gendo is it's just like that's that that was my like 
Shinji and Evangelion, like, sort of kind of, um, you know, like, like understanding or whatever. I don't, I don't know, like, if you want to put it that way. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just like the, that was my moment. Right? Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, it was, it, I, I don't know how many people it was for that way where they felt more with Gendo than like with Shinji, especially at my age. Because I'm, again, I'm not as old as Gendo is. Yeah. Gendo's way older than me. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, yeah. That emotional part for me, it just really hit hard. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing, I think what the whole, ac- across the whole series, like the, 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 the number of times that they directly interact in, in a way that is not, a conflict uh that's shinji and his his dad like there's there's like three or four conversations across the entire like series that are where they're actually talking together and the way like you can always just like it's like a cliche but like it's like just talk to your dad and figure it out and it's just like the the way that uh Gendo, like the the whole kind of uh, rebuild, the way it builds up is like it's all, and I guess to a large extent the original series as well is it's like all Gendo like doing all of these active things to try to to facilitate his plan to 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 kind of uh, to kind of be reunited with his his wife and the way like the one thing that he could have actually done to actually feel like he's there with his wife again is the one thing he couldn't understand that he needed to do. And the way they kind of really kind of bring that um, the way they kind of bring that home, I felt was like super well done. Uh, And especially the way it ties in again with my hobby horse of the moms not being in the robots because the mom was not actually in Ava unit one the whole time either. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then with uh, Gendo's, I mean, then you have you had the closure with Gendo, and then then Shinji does his closure with uh, Rei, Kaoru, and Asuka just to rescue them, more or less, right? I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I I loved they did not. I loved that they did not forget that this whole time Rei from the second movie was just like hanging out inside you know (laughs) going into the movie i kind of wondered if they were going to remember that she was just like stuck there and the way they actually handled that ended up being super well and then like like going in yeah like to the to the closure with with asuka and the beach scene where you get kind of that closure on end of evangelion where they say what they want what they've always wanted to say to each other but never could um and then don't get stuck in trying to recapture it but say like yeah that's how i felt now i'm moving on same here great good talk like (laughs) i I don't know i it, it felt like emotionally mature in a way that like felt really fitting i don't know yeah, I'll, I'll guess. I guess I'm gonna circle back to what I was like trying to the point I was trying to make with Asuka earlier. Um, see, like the movie tries to like call the like the beach the beach scene with like um, Asuka, like and, and it's like it's 
straight up like the beach scene from End of Evangelion. Yeah, it's yeah. like an answer to it. It's yeah. an answer to it. I was going to say that early on, but I wanted to, I guess, kind of save it for the end. But but I I don't know. Like the problem is, like again, like I've always associated Asuka Shikinami and Asuka Soryu as two separate characters, and I think because I do that, it's been really weird for me to reconcile that scene with like yeah. what it tried to do like i i know that like in terms of like a meta aspect it's like it does its job but for me personally i don't know dude like it's like it, it's supposed to it's supposed to, i mean it's still great on its own right and it yeah. it gives closure but like it's like it always it, it bothers me because like like, uh, like again, like Oscar, like Anna was mentioned straight up that these are two separate characters, and that um, like he had the voice actress like think of them as two two different people, yeah, and, uh, yeah. sign their names different ways, yeah. sign yeah. So it's like knowing that it kind of messes me up there because i don't know and then there's well i I don't know how how much it, i can actually kind of do that because like given the fact that like so kaoru kind of more or less reveals that like there's sort of like this cycle going on yeah right yeah that asuka and shikinami and soryu have like a deeper connection than just the name even though they're yeah. different characters so in a way it works in a way it it's hard i have i have a difficult time reconciling it yeah. personally but i can That's understand fair. why i other I, people do i think in the moment it like it it really worked for me in the moment but kind of thinking back on it i kind of i can see kind of where you're coming from especially because they really are kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too with the um with having them be separate right. characters to justify some of the choices they make with the way she acts and then, um, but then later trying to use her, like give her kind of the catharsis we want for the original Oscar. And yeah. so like, I think to a degree, like I get, I, I get that because either you're kind of letting Soryu, um, like Soryu gets to have the catharsis at the end, but then like, what's up? Like, what does Shikinami actually get in the end? Yeah, because um, Shikinami went through a fucking lot in the rebuilds too, so... And so, and then if it, if, but then the catharsis that you get from, for she, if, if you think that the Oscar at the end more is intended to represent like the just rebuild Oscar, like what, like the connection to it, to the, the end of Evangelion kind of, uh, to the, everything and like kind of connecting her directly to Soryu is almost kind of like rude to the character of, shikinami so like i don't know i think i think i can kind of see where you're i I can definitely see kind of the the perspective on that um especially because the other characters are not kind of separated cleanly in that way like ray is not separated in that way kaoru is not separated in that way shinji is definitely not separated in that way so yeah it is it is a little it's almost as though like ano couldn't quite decide what he wanted to do in the end with shikinami and 
I don't know. I, I I mean to be clear, like I really do like that beach scene. Yeah, but like I I thought it was brilliant, but it's like it's just this lingering sort of uneasiness that yep. more or less bothers me. Um, Ray's closure was great. Kaoru's closure was unexpected, but uh, great as well. Um, like every considering everything, like, I thought. I didn't think Kaoru would come back. Like I thought he was I thought he was kind of done, but like he came back and somehow got closure as well. And uh it's, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> his closure was also like insanely good. Like Yes. Yeah, I did not expect the um I, I definitely expected to see him again in some kind of instrumentality sequence because like he's for one thing, like people would riot if there was no Kaoru in the movie, just kind of on yeah. a, on a, on a fan <laughs> yeah. level. Um, yeah. But uh, I did not expect them to do, give him kind of the, the realization of his own selfishness the way they did. I, I thought that was neat. That was, that was just very neat. Yeah. Because I think prior to this point, Kaoru was more of, I guess, a force of nature. Yeah. In the sense that like, you know, it's like, he dictated stuff, but we never got to like connect with him. Yeah. So just like giving him that sequence was honestly very well done. And like the yeah. way they went about it, just no complaints. Yeah. The only time we've gotten to see kind of Kaoru's inner life besides that is at the manga, and we we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, you don't yeah. you don't like the manga? <laughs> I mean I mean I don't I, I think we'd be going into too many things to, to really yeah yeah I mean, I, I mean yeah yeah we're at the hour mark we can't talk about the manga yeah the manga is complicated in its own yeah. right i mean it's also not ano directly so yeah i feel like there's I, 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 that my two cents is i think the manga misses the point um and kaoru in the manga is just hilarious because he like murders cats and does <laughs> like weird fuck? is like very explicitly like doing homosexual sexual harassment to Shinji repeatedly throughout the, the series. Like, I don't know. What the fuck? So, um, also, also cameo with, uh, Kaji, um, unexpected. Oh um, yeah. Also that was, great. Yeah, that was great as well. Um, and considering how he just sort of kind of died and rebuilt, <laughs> I was like, what, what happened to him? And then he got like some sort of, something that happened for him as well yeah it was kind of interesting even though i don't know how well they executed on that but uh we'll, we'll, we'll um... yeah it's it's always funny to see the climax of a movie that you didn't see get referred to <laughs> yes that was awkward but um but yeah seeing kaji with Kaoru was I didn't expect that pair. I don't know who would have expected that pairing. I don't think they've had any interactions, have they? I in can't the remember a single interaction. Or were in the manga they had interactions? I think so. And Okay, that's odd then. Yeah, no, I think but I think that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> Anyways, um so it comes to this and then everything kind of Shinji tries to sacrifice himself, but then Gendo and then I guess the spirit of his mom 
or something kind of takes it takes it for him and then like they sacrifice themselves uh and then like all the evas blow up well they well all the evas get um skewered you can say yeah. and then the the black and white beach scene and then mari comes to rescue is that was that was like that black and white part was on like i i don't, I don't know how better to put it i thought that was a, i thought that was genius like mm-hmm. and like like it was just wow like i yeah. mean it was the whole it was yeah it was beautiful it was it was a nice kind of way of kind of doing the same sort of thing that he's done in the past endings and then kind of bringing it back out into the in into the color yeah yeah i mean it, it felt different this time you know like before it was like i don't know what to say it was like always this like sort of mental area thing and sort of kind of the introspective part but this time it was sort of kind of like a very like contemplative section yeah yeah instead of like saying things outright yeah very quiet but like it gave like that visual message yeah and then of course like mari at the ending yeah like comes in and like rescue shinji and then uh they they're in the train station and then in in the real world yep as yeah like actual train station from uh ano's hometown yep that he also that he also like actually took like documentary footage in terms of like his like the making of uh thrice upon a time i don't i don't remember what exactly it was called but the documentary at the making of it like it yeah. featured him like sitting in the station and like pretty much <laughs> the same places i actually uh, which, haven't watched that yet i should watch that documentary uh you, yeah you should watch it if if you i need to watch it too yeah yes if you're at all like interested like in terms of like ano personally and like sort of the struggles of like like i i highly recommend watching it yeah it's, uh, I'll, I'll definitely okay. get around to that yeah and um, it's also available on amazon prime i believe um yeah i and, have to god and then uh i guess the one final question that i have oh boy. how do you feel about shinji and mari i have to say like if you told me like three years ago that like you're there's going to be like a Shinji and Mari ending and you're going to love it, I would have told you that you were like full of shit and that you were making fun of me. Um, but I loved it. Um, I and I, I think it's one of those things where I didn't realize like while it was happening, I didn't realize why I wasn't mad, but like I was buying it and it felt right to me. And then kind of the when the intellectual work was kind of backfilled by kind of discussion that I participated in, like right afterwards, I realized it's because like the whole sequence of the movie up to that point is like Shinji kind of moving on and stepping out of himself and kind of like putting like realizing that he can move past his baggage. And the one person that that leads him to is the one person in the series that doesn't have that baggage and has no connection to it and is not like 
a relationship with this person, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, which to be fair is not made explicit, um, is uh, like, it's, it, it makes sense because like that relationship would not constantly be bound up in like, that time that I choked you on the beach or that time that I watched your clone explode or like all of that stuff. And, you know, I think, I think that in a way that, 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 that really does make sense. And it kind of felt right. I think where it falls apart a little bit is uh, the way that they've also teased the fact that she's like way older than she looks and that she might actually be like 60 or 70 or something oh yeah that that was like the one thing that bothered me yeah with that the, with that whole part because like it was like wow that's i was like oh like i mean it felt it felt good for shinji i feel but then i was like wait a minute wasn't yeah. he with his mom was it no and sorry it, wasn't she with his mom and it was like uh, yeah oof, and especially like, especially because she also lived through the 14 years and he didn't and like yeah i I, I feel like for the for the emotional catharsis of it all to work, you kind of just have to pretend that that's not true, or like pretend in the alter in in the new world they're the same age. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that actually does work though. Like if you think about it, because like everything's sort of kind of been erased. Shinji's grown up somehow, um, been released from the curse that's kept him as like a a teenager forever right? and it's finally been allowed to grow up so maybe it's more of like a symbolic thing yeah not like sure how how much weight that really carries yeah um in terms of like interpretations more, but more meta commentary about how like if they keep making more Evangelion material, he's never allowed to grow up past 14, but now that they're done with the series, he can be an adult, finally. Like. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think it's one of those things where it, like, it works until you, like, get into some of the logistics, and then you just kind of, uh, you just kind of ignore those logistics. Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, or, that's the only way you can, like, get the, um, make the ending uh like sort of kind of like um understand it but i do feel personally that mari was uh i don't i don't know if i, I don't think ano knew what to do with mari to be honest i thought mari needed to get more development as a character like a lot of the time she just kind of fights and then does stuff and it just feels like there there was more to tell with her story but it just i i don't know it just did seem to be there yeah, at but the, well, at the same time, it's like, I mean, what you said is valid, and I think what I say might have the whole wrench thrown into it by the fact that you know she was in the robot with his mom. But I think having Mari as someone we relatively know little about might actually make more sense, just because I guess if you look at it from the Shinji perspective, it's like mostly just. I guess him like dumping all the trauma of the past behind and kind of just like doing his own thing, you know, like leaving it all behind growing up. And I think the fact that we know little about Mari might actually help that because we also know little about her struggles, her burdens. Yeah. I definitely think the, the idea that I, I definitely think what they're going for and kind of explicitly not giving her the same kind of traumatic 
uh, character arc that we get for all the other characters in the show is like, not like people deal with their emotional trauma, like, and people do move on and people are able to kind of not everything everybody does in their life for the rest of their life is like bound up in this like mental trauma that's eating away at them every day of their life. And I think Mm -hmm. Mari exists in the series to kind of be that to be like, nobody asks Mari like, Oh, what happened to your mom? Or like, how was your childhood, et cetera, et cetera. Because like, it doesn't have anything to do with what she's doing right now. And yeah, she's like the only character in this, in the series for whom that's true. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. that is definitely true. Um, so I, I don't know. Mar- Mari's pretty tricky. Uh, yeah. And to be reconcile. clear, I hated her. I hated her in, in the second, like a, particularly in the second one. Uh, oh yeah. Her in the second one, like it was just kind of awkward. I didn't yeah. know what the purpose of her being there was. In yeah. three, it was more or less kind of the same, but um, there was that there. There was at least that rapport with Oscar that made it a little better. Yeah. But um, like the fact that I I now think of her like at least somewhat positively is like, I guess this is an accomplishment because uh, oh, absolutely, she absolutely, started yeah. from a pretty bad position let's yeah let's be fair um yeah all right so we've like went through rebuild like in terms of like what it does in terms of okay so question to you guys if you were to pick one of the series Okay, if you were to pick one of the entries of the series, whether it be the original series, the um, end of Evangelion, or Rebuild as a whole, I guess, uh, which would you be picking? In terms of like what you consider to be the best, or pretty much, or or, or your favorite, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the best Oof. is very subjective. So that's hard. That's hard to make you pick. Um, uh, I don't know because it, it all just it all has to be together it all needs it all relies on each other like okay if I have to pick one thing uh, especially something that can stand apart from other stuff uh, I'm going to go with episode 19 of the original series um, which one was that I don't remember the episodes <laughs> episode 19 is the one after uh shinji's dad makes him kill his friend and uh he tries to run away and then the angel comes into the headquarters kills everybody else and then he comes back and then gets in and fights and then loses and then it ends with the the berserk scene i don't know that's always been my favorite episode of the original series so i'll just go with that i i remember that yes yeah um what about you skater it's a tough one. Honestly. Fuck. It might be just end of Evangelion. Because it feels like it's kind of like the hinge. Where it's like for me it feels like the TV show kind of led up to end of Evangelion. And then it feels like the rebels are a direct answer to it. Yeah. So I feel like it all just comes back to EOE for me. Mm-hmm. So... What about you, Juju? Uh, 
I'd actually have to pick this one. I'd have to pick. Uh, I'd have to pick thrice upon a time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for good endings, so and this one is a good ending. Yeah, and so like it has to be this one, even though I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't think it's like without its flaws. Like I've talked about it, but if there was, I I think this one's for me my favorite. Yeah, but, it really is um, just staggering how well they were able to end it. Like I never expected it to be that well, that that yeah. clean and that. Yeah. that perfect all right so yeah. one last thing all <laughs> so right this is something that like i've been bothered by and i i think skitter knows where i'm going for what i'm going for with this so uh we all know hikaru utada did a fantastic job we haven't talked about her but she basically um nails it like every single time in the rebuilds yep um so if you had to pick one of the ending themes for oh. any of the rebuilds, which one would it be? Oh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this down. Like now I'm this is gonna be the final Fuck. answer for me. I've talked about this Fuck. with Skitter before, and now this is like this is it. Like, <laughs> oh no, I mean it's it's one last kiss. One last kiss is just so good. I I I I, I love beautiful world is great. Her cover of Fly Me to the Moon is great. Um, one last kiss is so good. It's so good. Just for sake of difference, I'm going to say Beautiful World 2021, but it's not an easy decision. It's like, because One Last Kiss is, even though I'm listening to Beautiful World more now, I probably listen to One Last Kiss the most in terms of sheer volume. Mm-hmm. Like, it might just be that, like, I got bored of it and I need, like, a little break but holy shit i listened to that so much and it kind of just hit perfect like especially like with the way everything was ending one last kiss was perfect all right so i like how all three of us are gonna have different answers so i actually prefer sakura nagashi after a long 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 series of deliberation i ended up with sakura nagashi and the reason for this is because in terms of power and like vocal performance i feel like that one's the best even though one last kiss is brilliant and like it does like its own thing and i love one last kiss i mean like amazing but in terms of like the emotional power that sakura nagashi has especially with the ending of q um to me that's number one just because of like that's true and also like the lyrics are are they're fantastic i love the lyrics for sakura nagashi like probably the most out of the three of them well i don't don't, because i guess beautiful world has it's just a remix so i guess like you know there's like various versions but i guess that's for me number one but i mean it's it's not an easy decision yeah no bad bad answers in this yeah it's uh it's this is like it's not something that like it's it's like picking like um I, I don't know it's like picking flavors of ice cream if you're I don't know there are bad flavors of ice cream but yeah, I mean like yeah I guess that's true <laughs> yeah but yeah. like you serve you serve me a balsamic vinegar ice cream and I am going to uh, just just give it back to you <laughs> um but yeah no uh. 
do wish that there was uh we got a we got a I, I do wish we got a cruel angels thesis motif somewhere in there like i don't think they needed to play the whole the real song but i do wish we got the piano motif somewhere in there and that's i do i i don't know i would have liked that i think any ever fan would have liked that yeah like, and apparently they made one they did yeah they they man that makes me sad that it isn't actually a thing now yeah like, they made I was like, oh if they yeah. didn't make it i would have been like oh that would have been cool but now they now that i know that i made one now i'm just yeah no sad. apparently they did make one and then uh decided to use something else instead maybe maybe he just didn't want to do that explicit of a callback to the original series but it just reminds me it it has the unfortunate thing of reminding me of realizing that uh, for the Umineko anime, they actually made really good orchestral remixes of a bunch of the soundtrack and then used none of it. Jeez. <laughs> um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe it was a licensing thing. But, yeah. Wouldn't they have... Why would it be a licensing thing, though? I don't know. I, I thought they had the rights to... Add, like, whatever. It I, I'll matter. link it. I'll link it in Discord later. It's bizarre but uh anyway um yeah that was that was i guess kind of like our retrospective of uh rebuild i guess primarily thrice upon a time because that's like what you know came out this year yeah um yeah and uh i don't know like incredible movie if you I think everyone should watch it, but like I can understand if people just don't want to get into like Eva. Even though I think Rebuild's pretty easy to get into because it's available on Amazon Prime, and yeah, I don't and think the, the re- and the the normal series is on Netflix, so it's never been easier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There you go. It's like you know, like it's not hard to get into Eva. Yes, yeah. you know, I guess the original series might be a little trickier because that's more commitment but i think everyone should at least watch um that first 45 minutes of uh oh yeah thrice upon a time yeah all right so um if you enjoyed this content you want to listen to more um go to the jujus.moy it contains all of the uh previous episodes of the series um it also contains the coffee link that i forgot I, I don't even mention the coffee link anymore because I forgot what it was, but it's on there. Um, if you want to give uh, not necessarily us money, but um, money so ads can fulfill his dream to, um, I don't know, go, in, go, go to, to Japan yeah. and uh, live his life like the um, people in uh, Thrice Upon a Time do. Yeah, he can go. He can go farm rice and he can uh, go like yeah, farm. Hang rice out with and... some old ladies. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's apparently his dream, and it's apparently match matches what you know Ano laid out for him to do. So he can like live that dream as like Ray Q, except you know he doesn't have mm-hmm. Ray Q's um identity problems. Yes, and he um, and he doesn't. He's not. He's not going to explode. Yeah, yeah. So um, it will be a guaranteed happy ending for ads. But uh, yeah, Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that was it for this episode. Um, uh, We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Have a great, have a great week.
was great to have you. Yeah, All right. great All right, to have everyone. you.